0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life.
1: Create your vie.
0: Create your life.
1: Create
2: your life. Create your life. vita. your Create your life. Don't skip your life better create your life
1: create your life
2: create your life create your life
0: Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and I have my awesome
2: co-host here with me. Eric Fondren, CEO of Itelio,
1: And Chris Alvarez from Transcend Enterprise.
0: And today we're going to give you the CEO talks and the view from the CEO seat.
2: First question, how do you handle letting an employee go? How do you know when to fire somebody and how do you communicate that without them coming back for revenge? Right. Who's, who's going to go first? Chris, Kevin. <laughs> you just pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, my savior.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um,
2: Has it been that difficult for you where you've had to it's been that tumultuous firing I know, somebody? I think
1: really my process is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I believe in karma. I believe in what you put in the universe. So, you know, I, I try to be fair. Um, And I think I'm a good reader, and I think you know, being a business owner, you have to be uh, able to read people. Able to read people. Will this person rip apart my business? And you know, I've I've encountered people in my workflow like I, like I can look in their eyes, and and as crazy as this might sound, like I could, I know that if things go down, that I can see them jumping on top of my desk and literally taking a poop. I did not expect that <laughs> I, I, I was trying to figure out The most political way Of saying that but I did not expect there's that been, there's a, I remember when I had an office in Brooklyn I remember having A conversation <laughs> with somebody And I said Dad I know that If anything goes down This person it's Is going to poop on a, my desk They're going to jump on my desk And take a poop
2: So disrespectful How do you know that person As opposed <laughs> to Someone who's well, going to Break the desk Well or, the real <laughs> question is Why were they involved Ooh, in Why'd the, you like, hire them In the yeah, first in the place company. Big question.
1: Uh, yeah, man. Well, how did this person? know I mean, me? you Come got you got think about all you know. Just like as when you go on a date, like everything looks good in the beginning. You mm. see, you see everything from the face value. Somebody might say, "Hey, this <laughs> my, you know, my this guy does everything. I know he does this da da da." Then when you get into bed with them, aka bring them to your office and and really put the work in front of them. Right. Then it's like, this is oh, I don't do this.
2: Sharon uh, Jones, Sharon Jones and the Dap King. She has a song called. Um, a hundred days and a hundred nights. Mm-hmm. And then basically, the chorus goes, it takes a hundred days and a hundred nights to really know a man's heart and for him to know his own. Well, you think that would apply in the job world? Three months, basically, to really get to know someone's work ethic, whether or not they'll fit?
1: Uh, I can't afford three months. Mine is like <laughs> five days, really, to tell you true, I think it was small businesses. I think mm. you really, you you know, like, you know, I, like, I, I'm so informal in the sense so you know, when I bring people into the office, I really try to get to know them as, as people. Right. So, you know, if I've done the paperwork and stuff like that, you're, you're technically kind of hired in the background of my head. Now it's just me trying to get to know you as fast as possible. And that consists of, you know, who are your parents? You know, how have you overcome obstacles? Um, you know, really trying to understand the character because you're going to get beat down in a small business where it's, you know, you know this is not a cushy right. space where you get to... You know, right, waste time and... and
2: and be altruistic when you're hiring people,
0: yeah, I think that one of the for me one of the most important things is I'll try to look at people's track record. I want to know what you've done and I want it to be verified
2: right right um, look at it from a corporate stance where are your yeah. recommendation letters?
0: Well, even that I mean a lot I'm not gonna a lot of times i'm I'm hiring from virtually. Mm-hmm. And so if I need a specific task done I want to see that you've done the task before And then also I want to get a feel for you I want to understand If I say that we have a meeting at 9 o'clock Are you showing up at 9? Are you showing up at 9.13? Right. Those are the small things that I'm looking for To make sure that you are On top of your stuff Because I know I'm on top of my stuff If I have a meeting at 9 Then I'm, I'm ready at 8 And I'm at 8.45 I'm sitting there waiting on Skype Right for you to show up just to see that you're on. So those are the things that I'm looking for. For me, the proof is in the details, the, That's is in the follow
2: up.
1: Oh, so what do you what do you think, Eric?
2: Well, obviously, um, I'm, you're reading people ahead of time, like you say. You got to sit down in front of a person and ask questions that show their true selves, right? So I, I did a, um, a seven day super interview session or seven days. it was seven interviews in a day, right? And um, each one of them were about forty-five minutes. I was I was hiring for all the same role, so ultimately you you throw the the, the regular questions out the window, and you're just like, so who are you? Right. What do you like to do? What do you enjoy about getting up every day and coming mm-hmm. to the office? What type of people would you like to work with? I realized you know hiring skilled people is fairly easy if you know where to look, right. or in, in a lot of times uh, if you want it's willing to spend the money for a headhunter. But f- finding someone that fits within the culture is a whole lot more difficult. And that's
0: what really matters. I, I, you know, are you going to go above and beyond right, to make this happen? Self-starter. Are you gonna be, yeah, self-starter. And are, do you have a find-a-way-or-make-one mentality?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what I was also trying to ask you was, what, you know, what is a good hire to you? Like, what's good, I could tell from what Kevin was saying uh, a few <coughs> moments ago was that, you know, he wants people to be on time. Whereas that's right. not my situation. I just don't want people to be that late. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, I wanted to, like, you know, so yeah, I was going to say from, what, what's your expectation? I said, okay, you know, that you can, that character that you approve of, that you say this it could work and grow with me.
2: Well, okay. So I've hired um, a lot of people for a lot of different roles where it's sales, it's tech, um, even potential uh, uh, management and executive level positions as well. And when I'm hiring somebody, there's going to be two interviews, no matter what, right? The first interview, the second interview. First interview is a person who is ready to go. They're prepared, you know, and they can't be really cut off guard. So they're they're just going to put on their best self. But during that interview, I need to know you're curious enough to ask about my business Ask. That's when the
0: interview starts. Right. The interview doesn't start until somebody starts asking us questions. Right. You know, one of the biggest things that I do, I'm glad you said that. One of the biggest things that I do is sometimes I'll tell a person or sometimes I'll wait for them to take the initiative to tell me how they can help grow my business and my initiative.
2: Right. Right. And
0: if you don't have anything or if you somehow happen to overlook that, then you're not coming in to be an asset. You're coming in to drain resources from us so that you can, uh, you it's know, true. have stuff. You know, your way you can be able to water your your uh, your plants.
2: And to what you were saying, basically, you need to know that a person is going to come in and put in the right effort and fit with the company and help it move forward. But you don't have a lot of time to waste figuring that mm-hmm. out. So is, it's you you figure that out in the interview. Are, the, are the, Will this person actually help my company move to the next level? Will they actually fit the role that they're not even being hired for right now? Will they grow into a better individual inside the company going forward? So everybody that I've hired, at least successfully hired in my book, have asked the right questions, been curious about my business, Open to learn and being conscientious in terms of how they want to deal with other people in the company. You know, I had one one of uh, my hires put it best. She was like, you know, if if I feel like I can go have a beer with my teammates, then I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. If I want to, if I actually want to go out to have a beer that and continue makes... my day after work with these people, that's then, that's culture. Then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's culture. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes,
0: you know, when you felt that you met a successful hire. And now it's, uh, you know, that time where somebody might not be living up to the standards or the expectations that you wanted. You know, I've had situations where people have quit because, you know, magically something has happened in the family or something like that, or the work is too tedious for them. They don't don't want to do the work, because oftentimes people don't want to do the work. At first they do, but then when they really figure out that it's, you know, that it's work. Right. You know, in order to do this, then... Like you said, a long time ago when you were on the Create Your Life series, fire fast, high or slow. It's one <laughs> right, of those right, situations. Right. I'm going to ask you a couple times about a certain particular project, and if there continues to be a delay in it, then
1: you're out of there. So, yeah, I want to just kind of add on to something, because I'm thinking about some things you're, as you're speaking. Uh, you know, I'm really big on examining self, you know, and I think I've mentioned before on a previous show, the you know show that we was on, you know, pointing the finger and then four fingers are pointing back. And was and was saying that, uh, you know, I I really ask myself the question for the role that somebody's doing. How. You know, my expectations when I talk to somebody, is how is this role, and what you're doing is aligned with your life purpose? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: I think if those things are clear, I think all that passion, I think that's automatically going to naturally come out. It's true. Um, And I think sometimes as business owners, I don't know if we're shifting the people that work with us in their life purpose. And another reflective part that I say, you know, I, you know, the where the state of where my business now is, you know, I see my some of the roles in my company is a stepping stone. So you know, I, I see they could be doing this for a couple months and then move on to something better. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. Um, as long but, as it's
0: not a core resource or a core position, if that makes sense. It's, well, and, and even if you don't if want it, your right hand e- leaving,
1: even if it's a core. And as I say, that, as I say, and that's and I, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if it's a a hinder or what you would call it. like as you know it's one of those things where if somebody's leaving me to become a better person and do something better I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, that's great for them, but we when we're hiring, we're not hiring you're hiring for somebody to grow, but you're not hiring somebody to fill fill a slot for 3 months and then be out.
2: Yeah, obviously realistic. I think that that's yeah. that's role oriented. If you have, you know, um, uh, assistant work that needs to get done, that's a role that is is easy on the up curve and then can be refilled very quickly with new talent and new blood, something to keep the organization going. In my world, if I'm buying, hiring software developers, they have to be around for a year to really prove any value. Right. You know, Three months just to get up the learning curve because they have to learn the system, even if they have skills coming in. And then once they have skills coming in, or once they've learned the system, then three, another three months to really learn how to break the system and fix it in order to make it better. So all of that requires long-term investment in my employees, whereas, you know, maybe I have a virtual assistant. They could come on next month, pick up speed, and then, you know, leave after that and then not be a big deal. What I'm highlighting is the fact that there's a difference in the expectation of the roles. Okay. You see what Touching I mean? on expectation of roles, do you feel you've always been the best boss for a new employee? Absolutely not. I
0: feel like you evolve as a boss, and I I know that when I was younger, I was very, I was very quick to fire. Like, oh, what? <laughs> fired, <laughs> fired, <laughs> fired. You know, when I was younger, and then I had to uh, take a step back. I think that one of the biggest things that you can do as a boss is to have a list of SOPs, standard operating procedures, in order to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. different tasks. And then you also have to go and do the task yourself mm-hmm. so that you understand how long it takes to execute the, st- the task. And then I feel like you have to be um, around long enough to teach them to do it right or do it alongside those SOPs. You have SOPs. to be encouraging. Yeah. You know, you have to be a catalyst for someone and tell them, I have faith that you can execute X, Y, and Z. Right. And that makes a difference. Like, I have high school interns who work with me from time to time. Right. And so, with them, I can't expect them to do what a college intern could do or what an adult could do, somebody who's been in the game for a while. So, with them, there's a learning curve. There's a level of patience that has to be there. And I feel like, of course, when you have an employee who is new to your company, then it's important for them to have that same cushion. But... There's also a level where if you don't have the capacity to do it or you don't have the desire, the will, then that's where there's a disconnect. The
2: employee or the employer doesn't have the capacity and the will? I think the employee.
0: Because yeah. at, at a certain point, after you've grown, so like I said, when I was younger, I was uh, shorter on the, the grace period for you to learn. Right but now as I'm older, I understand and I'm more encouraging and I want to see you succeed in your role. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a part of the team. And now with that, there's the analysis of whether or not you're really trying to do the work or you're just trying to get by so that you can receive a check. Right. So I've experienced that. Like like I said, I hire a lot virtually. So if I'm on Upwork, is a website that I use all the time. So when I'm on Upwork, you know, if I hire somebody to do assistant work and I need you to do calendar management, for example, for the podcast, I had a young lady who was doing it for me from the Philippines. For some reason, she was taking... An hour hour and a half to make ten phone calls that nobody picked up for, capable yes willing to actually do the work no, and so over a period of time, you know we had a couple of discussions about it, things like that, and after a period of time, it was a matter of you not wanting to do the to do it right and it's not It's not a hard task, but it was something that needed to be done and so what I'm saying is is that when you can analyze the difference um between somebody wanting to do the work or having the capacity, because you can help somebody gain the capacity. But the will, you know, you can help with that, too, but only to an extent. If you don't want to do it, then you don't want to do it, and you've got to
2: go. That's true. I think there's definitely got to be a line drawn between helping someone gain the capacity to be a better employee overall and then helping someone gain the capacity to do the job you're hiring them for. You know, when you're hiring somebody, they need to already have those skills. Maybe they need to do it in a certain, in a different way based on your standard operating Absolutely. procedures and your culture and your bottom line and business model. But they already know how to do the job. That saves so much time and, and, and struggle, at least in my world. I've, I've made the mistake of hiring people uh, like, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll get better. I'm giving mm-hmm. a hand up. Da-da-da-da-da. But you'll ultimately become a babysitter. Yeah. And not to, to diminish the other person, but you're literally hand-holding them throughout the entire process, which makes everything else that, that suffer. Moves, uh in the business suffer.
1: What's, I was going to say, what are some of y'all like, you know, super-duper red flags? And have you you ever came across a situation where you had to get rid of somebody like ASAP, right away?
0: For me, <laughs> usually, red flag is timeliness. I always believe in being on time. That is where the proof is in the detail. You know, so if you're, if you're not on time, for example, I remember <laughs> this is when I was a little bit younger. <laughs> a young lady was going to do PR for me. because You know, I, I run my public speaking aspect of the business. And we were supposed to meet at noon. I took the meeting on the strength of a friend saying that this person was X, Y, and Z. She literally walked in at the time that the meeting was supposed to start or two minutes afterwards and the meeting was over before it started because you showed up. At the, I believe she was probably like two minutes late, but you showed up. You weren't there. And then for me, another situation that I've had is, most recently, someone wanted to be a host on the Create Your Life series. Prefaced the email and said, you know, I love your vision, this, that, and the third, and I'm like, okay. And so I sent a couple questions over. They gave back some fluff answers. Now, y'all, as y'all know, being a CEO People are definitely You can re- recognize the fluff So I'm like You know what I'm going to actually Try to give this person a chance So we schedule A Skype conversation This is totally against What I normally do Skype conversation We're talking Guess what happens I say You know Have you ever Have you ever heard of What did I ask her I say Have you ever heard Have you ever heard The show live No um, Have you ever Downloaded a podcast episode No do you know what we talk about? No, I just love your vision. It seems like it's in alignment with me. Okay. <laughs> and then I say, well, do you have any ideas on how you can help us build as a company? Any ways, you know, any things that you think we can improve? No. Uh, well, you know. And then I say, well, do you know what it is that I do? Oh, no. Uh, you know, I just wanted to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. You know, I thought that it would be good, you know, instead of me reading and researching it, that I should talk to you. At this point, I'm like. Kind of right. getting upset. It's not, time to end the not phone call it.
2: at that point. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not showing it, but I'm kind of like, why are you on the phone with me?
2: Did you give her some good advice going out? You know what I did?
0: I said, if you want to, because at this point I knew. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I knew that she because she had a lot of talent. Like I saw her real. so she was very good. But she and she, she just had needed no a little professional polish. I, That's what I, it I sounds like. I sounds different because. She thought that she was going to BS her way into a position. For me, that's the way I took that. And, you know, y'all, y- y'all. Well, hey, I
1: think, I, think, no, I think that's an accuracy. That's for, exactly I, what I would, she was trying I, yeah, to do. I think. That, I mean, there's people that don't do their homework, and you know, and that you know, the chances of being hired, like how often, are, are, is one hiring, mm-hmm. especially in a small business capacity. Well, it but sounds like was,
2: this young lady is the shotgun approach, so she'll have five of these conversations exactly. and one of them will will pan out exactly right so exactly. right now we're
0: talking about when people don't get hired or why we <laughs> fired
2: <laughs> yeah. so with that i asked her um
0: if she had any experience with entrepreneurship oh my dad's an entrepreneur my husband's an entrepreneur and so i'm thinking if we if i had one of you guys on the show what is she going to talk to you about how are you going to Go in depth with this conversation. Truth,
2: truth. So, it, it, obviously, you shouldn't have hired the young lady. Obviously, I mean, I didn't. Um, advice to her.
0: Advice to her would be know what it is that you want to know about the product. That you. That's like trying to go to the NBA and you never played basketball. That don't make sense. Are you not? You grew up playing soccer and you never even seen a basketball. Like you don't know what it is that we do. You don't even know who I am. So it's like, like you're not serious. But every don't waste every people's role,
2: time. every role, absolutely, she definitely wasted your time. Probably wasted hers to some degree. Um, but every role has some skills. You can call it a trade, call it a craft. Right. And if you're walking into an interview and you don't know your trade, don't know your craft, don't know that industry, mm-hmm. then you're wasting my time. The only time that's entertaining to an employee is when it's an intern. Trying to jump in the game, fresh off. I'm excited about this, excited about that. I have no professional experience. Just give me a leg up. If I'm about to pay you, you should know your trade and know your craft. I would have told her, hey, listen, um, you've really disappointed me during this conversation. Uh, You don't seem prepared. You don't seem interested in what I do. And while this has been a waste of time, I can tell you have a lot of talent. You need to go back to the drawing books and 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 really figure it out. Figure out how you want to be perceived in the world, because right now you're being perceived as someone who's fairly lazy and just shows up on account of showing up. That's that's daddy talk.
1: No, 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 that's no, talk no, 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 okay.
2: First, first of all, first of all, as as a successful entrepreneur mm-hmm. and someone that's coming to you to be hired, mm-hmm. they're already in some way, fashion, or form set up to learn from you. Mm -hmm. Whether that relationship exists for three months and you hired the person or you had one interview with them, I believe that it's my job to be a successful entrepreneur is to teach others how to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so that conversation is to give enough to where they walk away knowing why they lost that job. Mm -hmm. And you're doing a disservice if you tell someone you're not hired. This does. This is not every case. I'm saying for this case specifically, specifically. Okay.
0: Well, I think that you. There's a couple of things that that go into it. What I did eventually in the conversation is I said, you know what? I see that you have a lot of talent. Right. I said that if you want to go and research my company
1: mm-hmm. and what it
0: is that we're doing, and you see a way that you can be an asset mm-hmm. to the team, mm-hmm. I am willing to for you to have this conversation with you again in a week, just email us over times that you would like to talk.
2: So you put and it I'll in here. Yeah,
0: okay. Was good you, it was, behind that's that's guidance in my book. Right. But the thing was, is that <laughs> I could tell that again, it was just, I'm going to BS my way into this position. I'm going to try to BS my way into this position. And you know, once I get you on the phone with me, then I know I could sell you. And then you didn't do the work. And so the bad part about it is is that that's how people get taken advantage of. That's a situation where it's, I have the talent, just sign me up. Give Mm -hmm. me the record deal, right? And then Mm -hmm. you end up in a new addition situation. (laughs) No, I'm serious, because you don't know the business. You don't know the back end. So if I would have signed you up for the next 10 years that you can't do anything else media-related because you're signed under me, and they'll have to pay me before you get paid, and I want 90% because you don't know anything else, right? Then now you found yourself in the bind.
2: So that isn't that not not the exact reason why. Knowing, having been there, having seen that, having possibly even accounted that yourself, just removing the landmine in front of that person or. Pushing them to the left, pushing them to the right, giving them a
1: slight adjustment
2: so they don't walk into the same situation. I think, but it's not your responsibility. I, yeah, you can, but it's
1: not your responsibility. Yeah, I was just about to say. I think from you know, on the first meeting, I think if, if it's somebody you worked with a long time and stuff like that, and you develop some sort of rapport, I think that works. I think if it's a family member, I think that makes sense. But I think in the scenario where it's a complete, you know, it's more of a complete stranger, somebody reached out. I think, just, as I said, I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on conserving energy, you know, placing, you know, we don't have unlimited right. amounts of energy. Right, 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 right. I'm
2: not saying would, you're trying to get them to understand it or believe it. You drop the knowledge because mm-hmm. it's one conversation that you're
1: already having see, and you're in
2: the conversation. But, but I was going
1: yeah. to say with you, with, I was going to say like, naturally, I feel like I don't, I'm not as eloquent as I may want to be. <laughs> and I, so, so, to dig in the resources, I up, agree. To, like to because <laughs> he agrees, I'm not eloquent. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I agree with what you're saying because the thing is, I wanted to say those things. Yeah, I
1: hear. But you. I didn't. Right.
0: VP at freaking Centrix and we might be trying to get a show on there. Right. And I don't want her to be mm-hmm. like, I hate you. You told me to. Da-da-da-da-da. She still doesn't do that. kind of. Yeah, she still might do it, but at the same time, so therefore, I kept my words to myself and offered her the opportunity to come back around. And but in your way, you said the
2: same thing though. By offering that opportunity, you say not only not only did you try to empower her, but you gave her the keys to the castle. You said, "Go do your research, come back with answers." Those, that was R-I-G-R the keys to the I-G-R castle.
0: Instagram looked, and she said, "It looks corporate." That was the answer. I was like, "What?" Our Instagram doesn't look corporate. Listen, it's an eyesore at, at the moment. I'm going to take that out. I'm going to take that out of, the, out of the podcast. But no, it, like our Instagram kind of at that point, it looked crazy. So listen, oh, come on, man. Listen. Got
2: to be thorough. I hear what you're saying, but in my book, there's, there's, my job is to help reach back and help somebody help up. That's what I do for a living, Eric. Exactly. So why is it difficult to give someone who's probably got a lot of talent, just needs a little bit of polish, just a quick rub down? But how how much effort does that
1: require? How how much effort does that require? That that one
2: sentence. I said two sentences. I said, I'm disappointed. You know how much tack is in there? That's a lot of tack. No, no, no. But the other thing is this. But you're a grown man. How much tack does it require? But the other thing is this, is that... Especially when you're already in interview mode.
0: I feel like sometimes in, in certain situations... You have to pick your words And in certain dynamics You have to pick right, your words And right. so therefore for me I didn't think that That was the dynamic For me to uh, this Be This was a Skype interview right?
2: Huh? This was a Skype interview
0: Yeah but it just wasn't <clears throat> Was a young lady Younger than you? I believe so I don't know Okay
2: I don't know, but I wouldn't it, it do this if the, if, if it was an older gentleman. <laughs> like that's disrespectful. That that from, from, a, from a circumstantial perspective doesn't thing, make it no. sense. It's still the same You're right, thing. But You're I'm right. not going to tell But they you. should know better by now.
0: But <laughs> if, if this I, part, I don't feel like you could just tell somebody I'm I'm disappointed in you. Like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said you were daddy. I'm bald, bro. bro. I just said daddy.
1: You were daddy on them, man. That's <laughs> that's straight. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You know what it is. You know what it is. There's,
2: there's a certain verbiage is definitely an emotional uh, jab. It's meant to shock the system, and when people hear the words "disappointed," there's a different reaction. It's hard to get angry, like. You're not gonna be like, why are you disappointed? It's like, oh, why are you disappointed in me? What what did I do wrong? Yeah, that's not- that's like, just a probe to to make somebody more receptive to the end words. That is, you don't have it, to that use that. Receptive. That's probably be my tactic, so only that, in certain cases. I think
0: that she was empowered. I empowered her, and right. I think that she understood. I I purposely asked her a, those qu- a couple of questions multiple times. Like I asked her twice. How many times? You know, how, how many episodes have you listened to? Do you know what the show is about? And she kept saying no. And so that was a subliminal, like, why are you even talking to me or trying to be on the show? Are you an entrepreneur? I asked her that twice. You know what I mean? So, you have to be able to read between the lines, because I'm not going to outright be like, come on, man, you just came in here, you don't know what you're doing, whatever, 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 unless I see that shirt, you have that type of hungry, mm-hmm. or hunger. I don't right. see that type of hunger. I saw, right. I'm going to BS my way, look, you know, you saw my reel, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and you're trying to be a host on a show that you're not qualified to be on.
2: So, you're probably the most tactful in that situation that you I could have been. You said, I here's so. the door, walk through if you want to, but I'm not about to fuel your walk. I hear you. Because... Nah, yeah, man. Just,
0: that, to me, that was the way to be tactful in that situation because in reality, if had you done the research and you was like, yo, man, just any way that I could be down, then that's different because you know what you're trying to be down with. Right. You're trying to host and you don't even right. know what you're trying to host. That's crazy.
2: That is crazy. That's a horrible hire. Horrible yeah, hire. Yeah, so we have to 86 date. Never happened. No, sir. Wow. Well. I mean, I've I've had guys you know show up and 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 say pretty much the same thing. I want to help. I want to do anything, and some of them are really hungry. You give them the right role, you give them the actual um, skills to do it or the the resources to do it, and they will. They're loyal as I don't know what. We had a guy on our team. His name was Manny. And shout out to Manny if he ever hears this podcast. But this dude, you give him any job. If we were like, yo, write a grant for us for the government, he'd go figure out how to get it done. It didn't matter. You know, like he was that. a local sales guy hitting business to business to business. And he was hungry. You know, I'm sure he had his other jobs and whatnot because he had to. to make his ends meet and whatnot. Um, but if you can capture that level of energy and hungry and then actually give them the roadmap to success, that's the key for us. Absolutely. We have to write that roadmap before they get there S-O-P's, and then walk man. them through the process. S-O-P's. But, yeah, he would have he helped us uh, tremendously if we we had the actual role for him to be tremendously successful and then the resources to back him. But I but. think capacity and will right there. Mm-hmm. Capacity
0: and will. Mm-hmm. Like the willingness, man. It it's so interesting. I had this conversation uh, yesterday where I, I, I was telling somebody, I said, look, you see me, I, I'm at the radio studio until 4 a.m. almost every night. I don't have to be there, but it's a nice workspace and I'm there working on, on the show and working on how to build the product. Right. And I'm talking to some people and I'm, I'm saying, when, when you have a task, I'm expecting you to go above and beyond like I do. You know, do it well or not at all is the philosophy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm,
2: how do you teach your team members that culture? Ooh. How do you teach your team members that culture? Not generally, Kevin Brown.
1: How does Kevin Brown? I was gonna say it because I don't, I don't have that much expectations from, <laughs> from-
2: <laughs> <laughs> this guy. It's the second time he's lowered expectations for everybody.
1: <laughs> <Which> <laughs> they don't crazy. have to be I guess- on time. <laughs> you no, know, that's just how I deal with creatives. Ah, so so different world. So entirely. I deal with creatives. So what happens with creatives? You know, and I, and I think, you know, I think, you know, for me, you know, there's a business mode, you know, getting business understanding numbers and, and letting things happen. And then there is a then there is a um, creative mode. And I feel like when I am in creative mode, it's like I, I got to be one with the universe. I have to let the universe hit me a certain way for me to be able to create type of work. So I can't really approach people like they're machines in the sense not to say that you will do it differently, but it's one of those things it's not. Sometimes an S.O.P. It's, you know, it's a P.O.S. Or <laughs> S.P.O. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you as long know, as I get all three letters. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, somebody might work better at night. They, they see their creativity better at night. So you got to you kind of work around their schedule a little bit, you know, depending on what they do specifically. Uh, but to, to go back with. So what happens is, as I said, like, it's one of those things where. You know, like if I, you know, I'll hire somebody to be a cinematographer. And, um, you know, and I'm actually in a position right now to try to figure out, you know, it's one of those things where and it goes to the question which you asked about the, the culture situation It's where it's like for transcendent to transcend really to the next level. I feel like we have to be all hands on decks with getting and bringing in new clients and stuff. It can't just fall specifically on me. You know, before I accepted that role of
2: mm-hmm. it's going
1: to be me. But you know, I think at the capacity of where everybody needs to eat and want to eat, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's one of those things where you just can't walk in and just do this one function, even though you're amazing at it, right, right. But you have to somehow play all hands a role in you know, all do, ways. Yeah, so it's one of those things. Do ninety percent and figure out ten percent to be able to add to the piece to to bring in because you know it helps. It's one of those things that you know, just, I, I wear a tremendously amount of hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and I just You know As I said It's one of those things Like I'm a, I am channel There's like an inner Gary V Inside of me <laughs> Pause I don't know <laughs> But Yeah big pause on that But it's one of those things Where you know He's one of those things Like you know People ask me the question Like what do you what uh, Do you expect people To work as hard as you Or harder than you In your business And it's like no That's you know that's the, that's That's not their business That's your business So you're always gonna work tremendously much harder I agree with what you're saying however I also
0: think that there is there should be expectations and I think that with those expectations establishing a do it well or not at all or go hard in the paint culture for me comes number one through finding out what it is that they want to ultimately do seeing how what what we're doing is in an alignment okay right because it Ultimately, I don't want you, you don't, you don't want to be on the team going hard if this is not something, if you don't it's care about helping It's not the direction right? you want to go in. Right. Then number two, I would say, is you got to lead by example. I let my team know how hard I'm going so that there's never a question as, you know, when I ask you to do something, you're like, I know Kev would do it and Kev would go hard because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what Kev does every single day. So mm-hmm. they, they're aware of what it is that I'm doing. You know, when we're working on the show, mm-hmm. I'm in the studio to four. I got a TED Talk coming up. They know that I'm prepping for that. You know, I got, you know, this going on, that going on, Debt Free College Academy. We're selling product. Mm-hmm. They know these things. So it's kind of like it's not a big ask when I'm asking. Then I feel like that SOP helps because it helps you understand. You don't have to follow the SOP. Once you get it, then you you won't even have to look at it. But it's a place there, so I don't have to keep stopping what I'm doing and then asking you to. You missed a step. You missed a step. This, that, and the other. I don't have to remind you or babysit you. So to me, that's what the SOPs do. And then I would also I also check in with them, like for everybody on the yeah, team. Definitely. I'm like, you know, did you make it home? How are you feeling? What's mm-hmm. going on with you in your world? This, that, and the third. And so I'm trying to cultivate number one that we have a relationship right. that's mm-hmm. not just working, right. Right. and then also that you understand like you get excited because i'm excited if right. i can be that contagious to you if not then the relationship in the in the hire is not going to last anyway in my opinion so those are the methods that i take in order to do, to work um to work into that do it all do it well or not at all mentality
2: yeah definitely it comes top down it bleeds out of you it doesn't matter whether or not it's a good habit or a bad habit Your employees are literally swimming in your culture. Every time they're around you, every time they speak to you, everything you exude, they pick up on and will replicate. Whether that is showing up on time or we have the freedom to work in our own time slots as long as we're productive. right? That's the difference. Mixed up your uh, your message. It's not being late. It's being... Mm -hmm on time with what I am productive in my own time you don't want to micromanage exactly if
0: somebody like for example for us with the radio show one of the other things is is that right now we're talking about a paid dynamic what if you got people who aren't being paid how do you keep them motivated that's huge right and so again it's still the same methods but you also have to take into account if those people keep showing up they're showing up for a reason so you have to be going hard Mm -hmm. and you can't be like oh I need this you know, I need you to be working every day on this with me from 2 to 6 p.m. Yep. Like, you can't do it like that. But you, if you have the SLP, then you say, this needs to be released. For example, our Wiz- Wisdom Wednesday quote goes up on Instagram every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Now, right. you have a list of quotes, the person who's executing that. I don't care if you create all of them at once. Right. You know, and make them aesthetically however you want to do it. Right. All I know is that on Wednesday at twelve 8, 12 p.m., I'm going to be looking for the Wisdom Wednesday quotes cuz you're going to post it to the CYLS Instagram program at right. CYL series and then you're going to I'm going to repost it and then some other people are going to repost it. So we just need that and so for me that's the SOP with that.
2: Right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's you, means you you know who you're hiring for roles and you know what their performance metrics are. So you know what success means for them, but you can also keep them engaged. Um, obviously with, with anyone who's doing anything for free, it's gonna be difficult for them to um, be anything more than a, a small cog in the business. Now it can be a smooth cog, it can run really well. Maybe that cog can be replaced and utilized in other different areas of your business. But in order to have, in my, I believe, in order to take your business to the next level, you gotta pay skilled workers for skilled labor. I agree. So good hires. Sometimes good hires really and truthfully should only be re- in reference to people that are getting paid, right? Because that's when you're really putting your, your 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 buck on the line, right? At the end of the day,
0: I agree. And I think that for those who are in startup mode and who may have people around who do believe in the vision and who have done the research, for example, we had uh, a team on the show, uh, two uh, co-founders of, of Mim Connect, mm-hmm. and the young lady. She started it with the group me, and then it grew. It's uh, minorities in media, right? And then a young, another little young lady. She actually reached out via the group me and said, "Hey, I want to be a part of the team, right?" And they are basically like co-founders, you right? Know? Right. So, but they also have fifteen other people who volunteer on the team. With that, if you don't have the capacity to pay people, then you want to have the right people around you mm-hmm. who are, mm-hmm. you know, if you if all you got to do is post to Instagram on. Wednesdays and Fridays You want somebody Who can execute that And who's going to do it On time Yeah You know like You can go on about The rest of your week I don't care what you're doing You know Where you're partying at What's going on You know Where you're drinking your coffee You know I may ask just to You know See you know How things are going And stuff like that But I need that done Right And so whether you're hired Or not hired there's still an expectation there. Otherwise, you can't be on the team.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where I draw my line. It's one of those things I, I really try to keep things very simple in the sense of if we have a shoot, then the rule of lax time doesn't really apply. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, but if, you know, we have a day where something's due, you know, at the end of the week, you know, I don't want to chase you at the end of the week. As I said, this goes back to, you know, kind of my principle as far as I'm bringing you on board because you are an expert. You know, so it's the expert culture. And nobody chase expert. Experts always know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Let me ask you this.
0: How does that transcend for you? Because it's almost as if you're saying that you have two different types of cultures going on at your company, okay. where you have one that's lax and then you have one where it's like, okay, now you need to be on time. How does that transcend amongst your employees or the people that you work with?
1: Uh, I think people. I, think, I mean, I think people read it for me. So it's one of those things where I, it's, there's paranoid Chris. I think I'm made really bipolar. <laughs> so there's, 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 you know, there's paranoid Chris where you know, as I said, like I, you know, we got to shoot this day, and you know, it's at this time. You know, and as I said, like I'm always trying to be ten steps ahead of them, and because they're lax, you know, because and you know, I think the reason why I like a lax environment is because you really get to know who the person is, and I and I can kind of predict moves. Basically, on who and what, how they are, you know. So it's one of the things I can, you know, I know that, uh, you know, I know who may come late and what excuse they may have. So I'm able to say, and you know, even though I, I really wasn't supposed to do it, but I'm able to say, you know, you get here at this time. You know, you know the person. I got to challenge time, you. I, I got to challenge the you. Who's on time I tell you, you could get here at this time. <laughs> See, for me, I look at it. More Is more that more. scalable? Is right. that scalable? No, that's not scalable. So, so that's what I, I, I challenge that, you. Is well, it? It's one of those things where whoever's managing a situation, they will have to read their personality just like that. But no, it's, it's that not. means every
2: new manager has to now learn five new five personalities on the standard. team.
1: Versus it could all be eliminated. And be.
2: Listen, when I say top down culture, it means top down culture. That means the top. If they let someone else get away with being late. Everybody else is sooner or later going to be late, of course. And just because person A is has a tendency to be late fifteen minutes, person B may have a tendency to be late an hour and fifteen minutes. Your average late times now what forty five minutes, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. forty five minutes of time that's wasted in your business because Chris let person B, person A, be fifteen minutes late. And I
0: don't. I personally, I don't. You're not going to be late. For my radio Nah I'm serious bro Because you gotta think about Murphy's Law What will go wrong Can go wrong What can go wrong Will go wrong Right So you have to think about All of the things that happen For the radio show We go on air at 5.30 I'm at the radio station At 2 o'clock Do you know how much stuff Happens in between there I'm up prepping at like 7, 9 for a 5 o'clock show. There's so many things that happen in between there. My team, we got to be there at 4.30. Prime example, the lighting has to be set up. The camera has to be set up. The Facebook Live has to be set up. The uh, the H5N has to be set up so we record straight from the archive. right? Then I have to go over the questions. Then somebody has to greet the guests. You have to think about all of these things that have to take place. And so, that's
2: all the stuff that you can checkbox. Right. That's not even things that are unknown. So if you're talking about a photo shoot and now your average time frame from being late is 45 minutes across all your personnel and you got five people there, man, you've lost three, four hours of time on a photo shoot where everything went wrong. Video shoot. Chaos is chaos. And they need to
0: start early. They need to start early for some reason because something else came up. Or the weather is going to be better for these next 45 minutes. Like think about all of those variables that you can't control. That's the reason why time is so important to me.
2: And I, it's it's not true that, you know, creatives can't be on time.
1: No, no, I don't. Because I, I was there's a, an
2: organization out there on this planet that runs like clockwork, but they are producing mad content and they're on a global scale and they're managing a thousand of employees with the Vogue's of the world, uh, all the these, Apples, you know, all players, of these creative rules. organizations that are running like well-oiled machines, despite the fact that they Utilize and make their money based on creative content. So, no, I,
1: say, I definitely I wouldn't say creatives are late. I wouldn't say that's the what you call it. I, I would say creatives are characters.
0: You could be all the character you want, but let me tell you about the standard. Because I'm about standard, brother. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm, <laughs> I probably sound crazy. I, I want to change the
1: subject because we've been talking about this all time. I, I wanted to. I, I wanted to ask. I, you know I'm just thinking about people who are you know listening in the sense of uh, you know when is the best time to hire if you are ready to hire Cause I think a lot of people what question. what is your yeah, that's a good question what is your thing where you say okay I think I'm ready to bring somebody in cuz I I see a lot of people have issues like you know <clears> how it's many like, hats like a double judge rope. like they're just like uh no yes first right.
2: question is how many hats are you wearing right when you first start out you wear them all and then you know when one suffers, sales is starting to suffer because I'm producing too much. Mm-hmm. I ain't got enough content to sell. Mm-hmm. Right, my numbers don't make no sense. I haven't sat down and looked at my books in years. Right, the, the product is getting worse because I'm too busy just keeping the business running. You know? it's stale content, stale or something. If you're doing that, it's time to hire. It's time to hire an expert in the field that you are most. You have the most headaches with
0: the most headaches in that you need that person to be a catalyst to be able to improve the uh, your, your the other, income. Right. Your income, because it needs to be something that right. they can help you. So if you're, for example, my primary income is through speaking and training. Mm-hmm. So I, if, some, if I hire somebody to do my admin work, that's mm-hmm. one of the most productive things that can happen because now I'm spending all of my time doing business development. Right. So that's a good hire. Now, the other thing is this, is how much does it cost me to hire a good assistant and do I have that money either saved or in my projections in real life negotiations that I would be able to keep this person on and be, they could be able to sustain. And then have I ironed out
2: what they would do, every what they're single going day. to do
0: that comes back to those SOPs, man, those yep. standard operating procedures, yep. because I don't want to have to tell you every single day what you need to do. I want to have a meeting with you on Monday and I want you to pretty much be doing the same thing every day. I need you to check email Uh, manage the calendar and apply to engagements. That's what I need you to do. If you can manage that CRM system, Uh then that takes me out of the equation and all I have to do is get on the phone for phone calls in order to execute deals. Then I can actually spend more time working on actual presentations on how can we expand the business and then looking into things like, okay, how do I improve my social media? How do I improve marketing? All these other things open up, but it's those things that are small and that you know, those administrative tasks. Like, I don't like sitting over the email. <laughs> I don't like doing it, bro. Like, it just...
2: That's the easy one to give away. You're not right. worried about that one at all. Mm-mm. What about you, Chris? When would you decide to hire?
1: I think, um, to me, it's relevant on the bank account. Like, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I have this much to have somebody here for this amount of time. hmm What are things that are headaches and how can I use... Uh, you know, how can I use the time that they're there to make up for the value that's gonna that's gonna be paid to them and how is that's gonna make more value in a sense. Right, right. So yeah, I'm very uh you know, decisioned on value, make my decisions basically on, on value in a sense and making sure those values are justified because um it's really not a lot of space to lose. Yeah.
2: Which means that I think everybody at this table understands their base economic model. Understands how their company makes money. Mm-hmm. You know, I sell this product, it makes this much money, and I profit this much money. Mm-hmm. And overall, if you don't have a, a control of your operating costs, it's going to be very difficult to hire anybody ever anyway. That's probably where most people run into issues. They can't hire anybody because they're not making any money off their product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The product was never optimized to get go- I mean, to, from at- the jump.
0: Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week.
1: You create your life.
0: Create ta propre vie. Create your life.
1: 创造你的生活. Create your life. Create la tua
2: vita. Create your
1: life. skip your liver. You better create your life.
2: Your life.
1: Great, love you. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life.